0: been two weeks in these streets so myself matthew and my co-host caroline are back with trivial merit and some playlists for your feeds caroline how are you this week
1: i'm okay i had fun with this one i'm excited to uh hear your list
0: oh same here this oh, this week was a uh, wow like i, I know so, okay so long story short uh we're doing the cars mm-hmm. uh, It is, uh, we're going from anxious to relaxed. This is Trivial Merit, where we take a band or a style and come up with eight song playlists to get ourselves and possibly listeners from a negative headspace to a positive one. Just a little, just just a little uh, side note, we are not healthcare providers. Um, If you feel like you need help, uh, seek out those who are qualified to give you advice in this arena. We are just having fun. We are just having fun with a coping mechanism, and we both really like listening to and talking about music. So True. that's why we're here, uh, Caroline. Um, so, so we're we're doing we're doing an American band from Boston called the Cars. Hmm. And since our since we recorded our last episode and uh. I did not realize what would happen in the interim, uh, because, and and this is not like a problem in any way, shape, or form, but when you said the words "power pop" <laughs> in that episode, mm-hmm. I was I I felt like a weird section of my brain just activate oh so, yeah and and so much good like because I'm'm I'm, I, I do love that style of, of, of rock and roll in general um it brought it, it's it made me not only want to listen to uh, a lot of this band once you once it was suggested but it also brought forth so many other artists and songs that I just really really love and I, the genre, or the style really makes me happy. So um, how did you get into the cars? That's a good question.
1: I don't remember a specific time, but I know I learned about them from classic rock radio. Okay. They were not a band that my parents liked at all. They were not, like anything that I would have heard somebody put on on purpose. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I feel like there's a bunch of bands like this, bands where you find out that like 10 different songs you like are all the same band. And you're like, wow. Yeah. When you don't, when you don't necessarily know who they are going into it, collective soul is one of those bands for me where I was like, "Wait, this band has like 25 singles. Mm -hmm. So This was my first time listening to album cuts by the Cars. So that was fun and interesting. And I was reminded, it's funny that you just mentioned them being from Boston. I was just thinking about the band Boston, because I think the Cars' first album is almost impeccable. It's almost... A perfect album of solid hits,
0: right? In a way I, that
1: reminds me of Boston.
0: Before we got to our list, I was going to ask the question. Um, so, how hard was it not to just basically take <laughs> one song off the first album and make that your list? That yes. album, holy hell! Like, and it's funny. Like, so I don't remember the exact moment I got into the Cars. Um, I do remember remember like did uh in your area (coughs) pardon me in your area did they have like did local radio stations have like a commercial they would run on like local networks where it would be like a sizzle reel of clips set to weird dramatizations wait what (laughs) (laughs) okay so the, the so one of the stations and i think this might have been uh, it might've been the classic rock station. I don't remember. I don't remember its, uh, frequency, but it would do a weird dramatization, but somehow find ways to insert like classic rock songs. Like there was this one commercial where, uh, uh husband and wife are going to an opera of all things. Mm-hmm. Like you and, do. In, in Des Moines, no less. Um, which I don't actually believe there is an opera house in Des Moines, but I you know, I could be wrong at this point. I could be wrong at this particular point in time. But husband clearly did not want to be there, so he puts headphones on and then on the stick, like I think he first puts on and you see uh you see you see two people that look like uh Billy Gibbons and the other bearded guy from zz top who mm-hmm. oh, i can't remember at this point in time but you see them dressed in like opera garb and you know and like lagrange is playing <laughs> it's it's it was a really silly thing uh and then like i remember i think the commercial actually ended with the end of won't get fooled again by the who Wow, and that it's, sounds it, wild. It, it, it's it, so in your mind's eye, it sounds a bit more wild than it actually was. It was super low budget and super silly, but it was like classic rock call letters. Uh, will get you through whatever time you don't want to get through, or whatever something silly like that. Maybe uh, ho- hopefully, I could probably f- find that at somewhere. But anyway, so I would see I would see commercials very similar to this, but like the the quote unquote hip station like the in the in this would, this would have been like even earlier than the commercial I just described. It would be in like the late 80s where you would hear like you might think by the cars or or it might even be good time it might even be let the good times roll or or, or best friends girl. But it would be different things that you would hear uh, on the station. I remember hearing these songs there. Now I didn't know they were the Cars at the time. I would learn that. Interesting. Later. Mm-hmm. But uh, a particular moment listening to this band uh, is probably me at one of my. Uh, I think if 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 this version of me were around people today. It would probably be very. It would probably be very insufferable because I remember uh, one of my best friends, his name is Matt as well. Uh, he, um, we were in the car with uh, a girl I was dating at the time, and we we're. I think we were dropping her off, and we had to go. We like had plans to do something, like later. We drop. We're in the right as we're about to drop her off. Best friends girl comes on and Matt and I are singing along to it. And because we we know and, and loved that song at the time, mm-hmm. like, what the hell is this garbage? What? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, and I said and and it was one of the first times where I'm like, yo, <laughs> you could you could think what you want about anything but this song is not garbage. And, and both Matt and I kind of did the insufferable teenage boy, like shut down the argument because we know, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. And we were, we were kind of rude. Uh, and, and yeah, but that's what, that's a moment I remember, but I do remember, uh, and I think I referenced the compilation in the last episode, where I went, I actually went to, uh, I think it was called Disco Round. It was a UCD store that I spent a lot of time at, mm-hmm. and they had the the. It's called Just What I Needed, The Cars Anthology. It was very. It's a purple cover with a glittery slipcase. It's a cool looking CD as far as I'm concerned. Um, but they had that really cheap. I'm like, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna give it to Jill. And, and I said, if you if you don't like this, please give it back, and I will keep it. Otherwise, it's yours. Uh, she called me. I remember her calling me uh, about two hours. Or, actually, no, she probably called me within the hour and said, "Yeah, I've listened to five songs. I'm keeping this. This is amazing." Ah! <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're really good. Um, but yeah, the, and uh, getting back to. Where I mentioned uh, with being sort of sent spiraling by the mention of power pop, um, it's all like it's amazing how out of time this band is, even for the time that it was in. Yeah, yeah. But but, and but even like now in twenty twenty one, you listen to the eighties and you're like, oh yeah, the Cars. They they sound synonymous with eighties music. But one thing that boggled my mind, and I, for some reason this never really latched into my brain until doing this playlist, I didn't realize their first album came out in 1978. Did not know it. Yeah, they snuck under the wire there. <laughs> because, uh, and I think uh, because of something you said earlier, like, didn't listen to the albums. I only listened to the singles or, or like on that particular hits compilation. And I didn't really read the liner notes on a hits comp hits compilation because these songs because essentially like liner notes on a hits compilation are like yeah these songs are good here and and that's why they're their best or whatever you know it's essentially that's what it seemed seems like to me i'm not trying to denigrate people who do liner notes for hits compilations but ultimately if it's a hits compilation you're kind of like yeah these are good ones um but And I did some sort of looking around in in terms of like what else I knew of that was very power poppy, and so much of what I associated to be, not necessarily like proto punk, uh, came out in the it came out in the midst of punk becoming, a movement, Uh, and I was thinking about like uh, Nick Lowe, who would produce a lot of Elvis Costello's albums. His first album called Jesus of cool. It's kind of a, a a pub rock power pop amalgamation that's very much akin to what the cars would would become well known for. It's not nearly as produced. And I was shocked that like all of this is coming out around the same time because I figured like Rick Ocasek, Ben Orr, and the rest of the band would probably listen to that first Nick Lowe album and be like, "Yeah, let's do that." But no, it was all happening at the same time. So my only other real guess here is they were listening to the, they were probably listening to like the late 60s rock and roll because power pop probably you could probably make the argument that it starts when the rolling stones hit their zenith or their first their first zenith i'll say like with aftermath rather than uh rather than their bluesy stuff like um exile on main street or uh sticky fingers or beggars bankrolls Beggars Beggars. Right. Or anything like that. Interesting. Uh, just because, like, I Can't Get No Satisfaction is definitely a power chord. And that is definitely a pop song. I'm just... And wild speculation on my part. And I know that Pete Townsend did coin the phrase power pop in reference to the Who's music. Uh, and then if you, if you really want to just zoom out and lump a lot of it together, like a lot of the garage rock and garage psych stuff probably fits in the power pop genre as well but it Mm -hmm. would probably crystallize in the early 70s with a band called Big Star and also the Razz I love Big Star. Oh, Big Star. Oh, Big Big Star has a... Oh, man. So much of my heart lies in their music. (laughs) I, I love them so much. And it's also amazing how in the 80s, there was an active, like, labels-not-signing power-pop bands because Badfinger, the only other band <laughs> signed to the Beatles label, Apple Records, uh, was kind of a failure. And and if it didn't sound like mid-'70s Bowie or Queen or T-Rex or moth the Hoople... Uh, It seemed like it just didn't do well with the public. Yet, here come the cars out of Boston, and all of a sudden, it's a hit parade from 78 to what, 87? Well, and Cheap Trick was in about the same time frame. Good call. I always forget about Cheap Trick.
1: Yeah, I'm never allowed to forget them because I'm from Rockford, where they're from. Oh, okay. One of them. One of them is from.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, I, I, I yeah, I i don't know, so, so, and I think that is probably, like, since I live in Philly now, I've been here for almost two decades, like, Bruce Springsteen is pretty associated with this neck of the woods, mm-hmm. Uh but I didn't really grow up with Bruce, nor did I, and I also didn't really grow up with Cheap Trick, so, and I know a lot, of, I think, what's the, they had what? I want you to want me. That I think that's the one song of theirs I know off the top of my head. And I'm not. You si- must know. You must know. Surrender. I probably do. Oh, you know what? No. Mommy's
1: um, all right. Daddy's all right. The one that opened. A little
0: weird. The one that opened. Uh, one of the rock band games. Uh, hello there.
1: Oh, I don't know that one. That's uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. We're ready to rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason I remember that. <laughs> um but we have wandered way into the
1: We leaves. have wandered
0: way off and I'm going to bring it back. Um okay. So much of this style of music still persists to exist despite cultural trends moving away from it at like yeah. the har- at like the hardest ebb. Because you can, you can put your power, but you can put power pop roots all the way through grunge. Um, in fact, in England, uh, or actually uh, this would have been Scotland, a Teenage Fan Club basically did power pop with their first two albums. And one of them actually beat out Nirvana, or Bandwagon S actually beat out Nirvana and My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> and I think... I'm trying to remember the other album they beat for album of the year that year from in spin. magazine. But oh, it, was like, it, wow. was, it was like they were, they did, they did better than those in terms of spin magazine. And that's kind of talk about an upset of a story. Uh, and then even now uh, there's a band from, I think they I don't remember where in Canada a lot of their players are from, but it's a bunch of, individual songwriters that just decided to get together and make what they called Silly Guitar Pop, yet they've made some of the most power-poppinest good records since the year 2000. Uh, they're called The New Pornographers. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. And, like, A.C. Newman, Nico Case, uh, Dan, I think it's Bejar from Destroyer. Like it's, it's a bunch of really good records, and so much of this crystallizes into a nice pop package with the cars and even listening to it now so many years after i've heard a lot of these songs i don't want to say to death but i've heard them a lot and i've internalized a lot of these and it's still just it still feels so good and i know that uh Ben Orr died. Did he die in the year 2000 or 2006? I don't remember, but I know he I know he passed. But then in 2011, the remaining members put out an album called Move Like This. and the cars did something that very few bands from their time could do. In fact, I can name a handful of them. Uh, Wire did it? Mission of Burma did it, and Dinosaur Jr. did it, where they were gone for a long time, came back, and it felt like they'd just been doing it. Now, is Move Like This better than their first album? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. But Move Like This is actually just very, very fun and very entertaining and uh as as my own little editorial side piece to our list listen to move like this, this is a fun record <laughs> it's really good um right
1: i didn't even listen that far for this today
0: yeah i honestly like i listened to it last night and one of the songs uh did end up on my list um just because i just because i couldn't i i listened to it enough i'm like i can't not have this now um but uh Anything to say before we get to lists? I know I went for a while. I apologize.
1: No, I think, um, I think you covered it all. And I also feel like I haven't listened to regular radio in, I don't know, maybe five years. Um, maybe, maybe longer than that. And... So a lot of these songs that were super oversaturated for me when I was listening to the radio a lot, I can now have some distance and listen to them and find them to be good again, which is nice. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's about all I have to say, I
0: think. Cool. Uh, What do you say we get to list then? I would love that. Who, Who went first last time? That, that's a good question Me? I don't remember um here I got an idea I'm gonna I th- think I went first okay I
1: think I went first because I remember giving you a disclaimer in advance that I had just listened to them and picked songs I thought were fun oh okay
0: <laughs> that's
1: yeah so I think you could go I think you could go first this time okay
0: I, I i will do that um so going from anxious to relaxed in eight songs by one of the happiest bands from boston as far as i'm concerned um, yes
1: a challenge
0: i'm started i i actually start off with uh the opener from move like this it is called blue so what can you how i want to do this um i didn't really do things uh the typical way that i normally do things for these lists and i think instead of starting at anxious i kind of start on the way to on the way to like I, i kind of start like one step ahead and after after the blue tip, it basically becomes kind of a hit parade as far as I'm concerned. And uh okay. I, and, and you know what? And I, I I I have no regrets, I'll try and explain as I go. Uh second on my list is off of the album, Shake It Up. It is, I believe the opener on that album as well. It is Since you're gone. Since you're gone! Talk about the happiest, like I'm kind of lonely since uh, my partner left me songs. I would put this as, as high ranking on that list because I can't not be positive here. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I found myself having no way of being negative throughout listening to most of this and I did listen I did go through album by album which uh which was fun enlightening because I learned that some of their biggest songs were in the 70s and uh very much like my song or very much uh along with song number three on my list they kind of laid down a business card with their first album which is self-titled and in the first three songs they released they basically have their three probably identify most identifiable songs including my third track which is called my best friend's girl Here she comes again I mean, we could probably I can probably sing this song. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not gonna do it just because I, I sing very poorly. But uh but I could probably just you could probably say, Hey, do you know the my best friend's girl by the cars? And I'd be like, Yeah, here she comes again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, number four on my list is probably one of my favorite one of my more favorite songs of theirs. I think it's probably top Top five for me it is magic off of Heartbeat City but I don't remember I actually okay? I actually just moved it from uh, a greatest hits compilation to my list. Uh number 5 on my list is probably their biggest hit which is uh Shake It Up. This all night. Um, I, normally I try and talk about individual songs and like what the differences are, but this, this band is kind of just a total package. It's a pop sheen, clean sounds all throughout. Rick Ocasek just, you know, being, being, finding a way to be a new wave yet somehow 50s crooner in a lot of ways. And, um... I don't remember if he's lead guitar but whoever whoever the lead guitarist is basically channeling Bill Haley and the Comets through a lot of the, through a lot of their solo work here and it's Interesting. It, is, it is wonderful as far as I'm concerned maybe not Bill Haley but definitely like 50s rockabilly um yeah uh, number 6 on my don't list uh, back to the first don't album it don't is just don't just stop don't just stop Um, and number seven is also off of heartbeat city and it is i believe this song made it routinely makes the uh hundred greatest music videos lists and i actually went back and watched it for this and I, i still don't think it's very good i don't understand why um but it's you might think love that song a lot. And then uh, my final my final song is uh the single they released for uh in promotion for the car's greatest hits. It is called Tonight She Comes. Oh, she me up. she does it with
2: ease. Sometimes she passes through me just like a all right and uh,
0: i remember the first time i heard this particular song because uh, there was one year for my birthday um this is, you could tell this is back in the cd era uh, i saw a commercial for uh time life modern rock compilations Ugh. and it was all like it was all just 80s new wave cuts and i'm like i want to know what's on this and a, 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 what i didn't realize when my parents got this for for my birthday at least i didn't know this i don't know if they did but it was like going to be a new compilation like every month.
1: Okay. Yeah. And these
0: kept coming for like two years. Oh wow. So, <laughs> And, and like on, I mean, there were probably other car songs on the, on this compilation, but when I got the one that had this on it and I think it was, I think it was just called the mid eighties because they had done all the other, they had done the years individually and then started breaking it up by time period interesting for whatever reason um this was on i'm like i've never heard this song by them and uh the synths the way that they kind of act as guitars and i mean this isn't wasn't a new thing even in 1986 or 87 when this was released but the way that uh the way that it sounds here just has always stuck out to me it's um the way that They sort of slide under like holding a sustained uh, guitar note. I mean, I could see you could see Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr. doing this under his own lyrics for his songs. Uh, But instead of using a six string, a synth is being done. And I I just love that for some reason. My head always just latches on to it in this particular song. And I know we were supposed to start it anxious and get too relaxed, but I couldn't not be some form of just happy here and a lot of times when i am happy despite the tempo of the song i tend to relax so that's gonna be me working my way through my list (laughs) and uh and you know what i i've vibed to this band doing this exercise so hard that i i I'm, i'm happy i'm happy with the eight that i chose That's great. That's all you can ask for. I'm pretty sure I could have done three other lists. And it would still be just fun music. Yeah. But uh, enough of my excitement. Caroline, let's go to your list.
1: Let's go to my list. Okay. So, I would say... Much like when we did ACDC, I think this band has maybe a limited palette
2: mm-hmm.
1: of of emotions. And so it was more challenging maybe than usual. Though we get... I mean we've chosen some we've chosen some challenging bands pretty frequently. Yeah. Even last time when we recorded um Mostaf and Talib Kweli, that was kind of tough to get like an emotional feeling about some of the songs too. And when we did the Smashing Pumpkins, they're pretty much like one note, you know? So, um, but all that is to say, this was fun. It was challenging. I did my best. I think I came up with at least a little bit of a, a narrative arc that'll go from something more anxious to something more relaxed. Cool. And, um, If all else fails, fall back on tempo is what I decided.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did that during the ACDC episode quite a bit.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But are are you
0: falling back on tempo or did you just understand the assignment? Who knows? Who could say? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: So first on my list is a song that we actually talked about a little bit. It is All Mixed Up off of The Cars yes their self their self titled album and this is one of the only songs on the album that wasn't a hit mm-hmm I knew it because in the 90s the Red House Painters recorded it and it's uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yes. And um, so before I saw it on this album I had no idea that it was, that I had been listening to a cover for whatever 25 years and um, the original is very strange. It is like kind of like discordant and meanders around mm-hmm. and it just it gave me an anxious feeling to listen to and i thought this has to be my lead yeah because it just like it just like gave me such a a weird vibe and the lyrics themselves are about trying to pursue someone who is confusing that's what being all mixed up is like trying to predict someone's actions it's this girl that they're singing about who is um Trixie and Shapeshifty and you're Trying to get her to date you I guess And it's challenging so
0: That's my first one And just to add on to the, The strangest this song is Strange in context of its own album It is It really is like kind of like A weird sore thumb And it's, like, it's the closer, and (laughs) it's, it's like, okay, we have this weird song called All Mixed Up, let's just tack it on at the end, it's probably fine, when, and, like, and I made the joke at the beginning of this episode, you could probably take one song off of the first album, and it would, for me, it would be either this one, or I think whatever song four is, I don't remember, um... And you have eight songs. Right, and I, You have an eight-song playlist, <laughs> and it's, like, all hits, which is crazy.
1: Yes, this song came on, and I, first of all, was, like, all mixed up, like, the Red House Painter song. And then, you know, when something just scrambles your brain briefly. Mm-hmm. And then I had to look to make sure that it was written by the band, because it just didn't sound anything like any of the other songs. Yeah. And it was by, I think, Brick Okasek wrote all the songs Mm -hmm. on their first album. Um, I didn't look at who wrote the rest of them, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. He seems to really have his vibe down. Yes. Okay, second on my list it is Shake It Up from Shake It Up. that's the first one that we have in common and this song i picked because it has just kind of like a jittery feeling and it's very fast-paced it just has like a, if you were feeling anxious it would feel like it was in your wheelhouse i think and uh, that was what i was looking
0: for yes i i, I will agree with you here 100%. I
1: do love when we have the same songs, but they're in totally different places on the list. Oh yeah, that is really fun. That's really fun.
0: <laughs> objectivity okay. is really great, isn't it? <laughs> or subject, or, or subjectivity, I should say. I, I said the wrong word. <laughs> yes,
1: objectivity is pretend. Yes, and subjectivity is is great. Um. All right, number three on my list is "You're All I've Got Tonight." Which I feel like is a song with a kind of anxious message. Yes. Like, You're All I've Got Tonight kind of sounds a little bit desperate. Yes. It doesn't really sound like, I'm going to cherish you because I chose you above all the others. It's really like, everybody's gone except you.
0: Why are you still here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Again. Number
0: four. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. I was gonna I was gonna mention the the Smashing Pumpkins cover, but we can move on. We don't need to we don't need to bring Boomer Billy Corrigan here.
1: <laughs> I think I don't know their cover of that, which that's fun. I will look that up later. Okay, number four on my list is off Heartbeat City. It is you might think
2: my thinking. go going going till the sun, the sun fell, fell down, down. It it kept kept it going.
1: which is just like a very good mid tempo not too much of one thing or the other it's a good it's a good middle track for this purpose
0: and they's I, I like how you, I like the narrative you go from you're all I've got tonight to all I want is you <laughs>
1: Well, and even um, even in You're All I've Got tonight, I made it sound sardonic, but it is like, I need you mm-hmm. tonight, you know? So it's kind of similar. It is... Do you ever stop and think about how much of our time we spend, like, watching things and listening to things where people pretend to be in love?
0: Oh, man. It's
1: like, <laughs> so much, so much of our time is watching or listening to people play pretend and pretend that they're in love. It just is like one of those yes. I guess like a shower thought.
0: It's it's well, it's just like man, we spent a lot of time watching other people think about this stuff that yeah. like it it's it turns into the beginning of high fidelity am, I, am am was I sad like before or after pop music?
1: Yes, I love that movie. Uh it's
0: just like Okay, uh, anyway, continue.
1: Yes. Okay, number five on my list is off of Candy O. It is Let's Go.
0: Oh, oh, I love the synth hook in this. I love the synth hook in that song so much. It's
1: it's very catchy. Oh man. I just heard my cats knock something over. That's
0: why I said, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to go. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs>
1: is great and that's what I think um it fits in with the tempos that I'm working with and it doesn't it just is like upbeat it's like let's go it's a, a good kind of get movements on all right now we start to slow the tempos more as much as is possible to do with the cars so number six on my list
2: is my best friend's girl Start the
1: fairly slow song for the cars, which I guess really just tells you what their general tempo is like. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: it's it's uh, very it's number- very much they have maybe four speeds like an old car, and 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 and, <laughs> and like the idle is the the idle is their slowest. One is probably my best friend's girl, and then it just progresses through to the catalog from there.
1: Yes, it's a four-speed transmission where all the speeds are fourth speed
0: yes that fourth gear all around you'll know you'll know top gear better than I will on this one and I will just I will just I will just just defer to you on this one
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will say from the times I tried to learn to drive a stick it did feel to me like all the gears were fourth gear so that was uh, yes
0: as someone as someone who had to learn double clutch yes (laughs) very much so
1: (laughs) oh right because you drove
0: trucks yes
1: yes Yes. Ah, uh, baby meant driving trucks. Dude, it's
0: funny. Like, any time I say, like, I, I remember when I first mentioned that on this show, you're like, wow, that's an interesting thing I didn't know before. And then there are sometimes where it comes up at work and I say, well, I used to drive a semi. They're like, you must have been the cleanest truck driver in the world. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean?
1: That's really true. But I also, I just think, first of all, I love semi trucks. I... There's one of those things that I have always been interested in anyway, and then I started writing about stuff for popular mechanics and it was like, Yeah, I can really lean in on this. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and also, it is a great job. If you can really hang with it and I get that it's like emotionally hard and stuff like that, but it's like they're paid really well. Nobody has to have a college education to do that job. You know, like it's one of the few really truly pretty secure working class jobs that are out there. Yeah. So I feel no shade at truck drivers. I love trucks. I love cargo and uh truck drivers are cool. They do a tough job. Yes.
0: I didn't do okay, over the really, I didn't do over the road though, but we'll we'll save that for another another discussion.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. So Number seven on my list, we're going back to Candy O with the title track, Candy O.
2: tonight, distract yourself.
0: Just a little ditty. Now, can I ask you a it question? Just felt right. Can I, sure. Is, does it sound to you like they are using a record scratch in that song? I well,
1: don't know. I would have to listen again. It's like and pay close many attention many to them. Like a
0: whoosh, 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 whoosh. And I'm like, are they scratching? Is Rick Okazic trying to do hip hop and candio?
1: That's wild, especially because it's from like 1980.
0: Yeah. When it, So that would
1: really be. I mean. Progressive. I mean, it,
0: the the style had existed for eight years, but it had been at that point it would have been less than a year since Rapper's Delight came out.
1: Oh my gosh! So it'd almost be like a trendy thing if you were a certain kind of person. Exactly. That's very interesting. You'll have to listen to it again and then. Oh, I bet Wikipedia would have something about that if it exists.
0: Maybe. Candy was a good sign. Okay, though. and then. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is a good song. And uh last on my list, we're going back to Heartbeat City, and the song is called Drive.
2: You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. What the, who's gonna drive you home tonight?
1: I, it's funny that, like, in Spotify, it says drive the cars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: drive by the cars.
0: Yeah, this. I think this is... Now, I don't know how many songs Orr sang. Because this isn't O'Kazic singing. It's Ben Orr, I believe.
1: Right, I was reading a little bit about how they handled some of that stuff, especially after... Um, Okay, sick died when the band wanted to tour, and he didn't want to tour even before he died. But um, where they got Todd Rundgren in, but they still alternated who would sing certain things. Yeah. But I think um, (sighs) Drive is like that's a song I didn't know was by the cars until I ran into it during my research for this episode. And then I was like, Wow, it's really, it's kind of like when you hear ZZ Top's original albums and then their stuff from the mm-hmm. 80s that is really kind of like, I don't know what to call it. not It's not glam in the sense of glam is, but it's like, almost like novelty level of pop shininess. Yeah. And I felt a similar kind of disconnect here where I can see how this is the same band, but it is so drastically different that it was really like, wow.
0: hmm yeah, it's it's that's what, I mean in, in we in a weird way like with the rest of like the the rest of the cars I'll will call it a brand. Uh, this. They're
1: oeuvre. They're, yes,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how to say that word properly, and I'm afraid to. <laughs> oh,
1: you can just say you can say it American and just say Uvra.
0: <laughs> just my they're Orv. Um.
1: Okay, that—that's the only way you can say
0: it. That's all right. <laughs> of course, I would do that. Um, so, uh, I think this is like all mixed up for the first album, except for their catalog.
1: Yeah, I think that's
2: apt.
0: And because, because it seems like there's just a bass playing a kick drum, and just like layers and layers of synths it doesn't really seem like the, it doesn't really seem like there there's anything i mean i know the, the other i know that the other musicians are involved i'm not discounting their contribution but someone who in, ter, in the realm of pop music is more of a, a customer than a cook that's what it sounds like to me
1: <laughs> yes okay i just looked because i was curious it was written by Rick casick and it's really then I just wonder if it's it's the tempo is much slower and also the arrangement like you said is is radically different mm-hmm. than their other stuff it is listed the genre listed on Wikipedia includes the term soft rock which is wild. if you just
0: examine that particular song yeah this that kind of fits in with the mid to late 70s like I, you could, if you could see that on a bread playlist or or, or bread radio on Spotify or something like that, I could see that happening. Yeah, it's a stretch, but I could see funny. it happening.
1: It is a stretch. I agree. Oh, the music video was directed by Timothy Hutton. That's
2: wild. wow.
1: <laughs> he was really really young, I think, when this song came out. The song came out in 1984. Mm -hmm. Timothy Hutton would have only been in his early 20s at the time, directing this video. So that's all right. I feel this is what happens when I start reading Wikipedia, I should say.
0: I mean, I I will gladly follow you down this rabbit hole, Caroline.
1: (laughs) I just can't believe that they were like, Timothy Hutton, Mm -hmm. you were in, um, what's the, is it Ordinary People? Is that the name of the movie that he's in? Where he plays the,
0: I believe you're, I believe that's it. Yeah, I think that is it.
1: It's just kind of a direct line to be like, now direct a music video for one of the most popular bands around. Of the time, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yep, starring Donald Sutherland, Mary Tyler Moore, Judd Hirsch, and Timothy Hutton.
1: That movie is very good, but very hard to watch. So, but Timothy Hunt is great. I like him very much.
0: So, funny, funny story about me and and the movie Ordinary People. I've never actually seen it. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it. And the reason I haven't seen it is because uh, sometimes uh, I have what's called stupid brain kicking in. Um, when uh-huh. I was, when I started really film like i started trying to learn about directors and one of the first uh directors i sort of gravitated towards uh was martin scorsese and when i and raging and raging when i watched raging bull and i started to really think about it and it became it actually eventually became like my favorite movie of all time um but i read that ordinary people beat raging bull for the oscar i think Oh, and, and you like that like, No, I'm te- no, team Marty baby. And so eventually because
1: <laughs> you are such a boy um, once upon oh a time. Oh,
0: man. I was such a... I was so <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I think I've I think I've come a long way and I still have a very long way to go. But as uh, yeah. as you had I mean, I know before the last episode we had a conversation uh, about things I had learned just recent, or not recently, but like I had learned over time and how I was before you're like, man, I'm glad I know you now and not then. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and, and
1: I think, I, I think that's true of most of us broadly, but I think especially for young men, it can be very easy
0: to be. Misled oh, 100%. by
1: certain things. Oh, hundred
0: uh, percent. I, I, you know, what? I'm just gonna say it, Caroline. As a boy, boys are dumb. We, d- <laughs> we are dumb so much to such weird, uh, such weird, impossible, somehow impressive degrees. Uh, and I, I just, I just hope if 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 I ever have a child, I I could do right by a daughter and do better for a son <laughs> because
1: absolutely. I think you'll be a great dad. And also I don't, I don't like to say that I think boys are dumb. I just think some boys maybe are not thinking things through and
0: I would love for them to think a little bit more critically and have some empathy. Maybe. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I I say what I say in jest and I know it's it's way more serious than that. Yeah,
1: of course.
0: Um, but
1: Wait, I have an update. My cats are chasing each other and one of them just had a puffy tail. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh! Iconic, Uh-oh. iconic puffy tail.
0: Uh-oh. Which one has the puffy tail?
1: It was Harrison who had the puffy tail, which is I think I've probably seen either of their tails puffy, maybe ten times total, and like eight or nine of them have been Harrison. <laughs> so between the two, he is definitely the Cowardly Lion. Oh,
0: Don't worry, Harrison. You got this.
1: He got, you this. got this. I believe he in does. you,
0: Harrison. Um, so for some reason, when we were talking about truck driving earlier, I was going to try and insert the lyrics to Convoy in this conversation. <laughs> and I, I looked them up. And I'm like, I can't say this because it's for dorks. That's a reference to our last episode. <laughs> or no, it would I mean been...
1: it's already—it's a song that's called "Convoy." I think it already was oh, for dorks. Hundred
0: percent. Not but, like, but, but by the t- but okay, so <laughs> by the time we hit that Shy Town, then Bears wasn't getting smart. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. Hi.
1: Well, I get why they would. I get why they would do that. It's easier to rhyme Shy Town than Chicago.
0: <laughs> Do better, C.W. McCall. Take the challenge. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember why I was going to say that, but I'm looking at that and I saw Shytown. I'm like, I should probably mention this just for funsies. Um,
1: this is what the, the goal of any Chicagoan who tells you to stop saying Shytown is exactly that for you to just like notice it in the wild and be like, no, we don't say yes. this anymore.
0: Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, well, then growth live on a podcast um <laughs> <laughs> very good uh so let's do a little post-mortem on this list i know are on these lists because i know we've been, i know it feels like we've been going a while i know we had a couple of breaks but
1: uh um but we've just been chatting and having a grand time yeah,
0: i'm i'm quite all right with this. this is one of the reasons why i like doing this um but uh, so, what? Where where do we where do we fall on doing on doing our tenth playlist, Caroline?
1: Yeah, it is our tenth episode, and I think I had fun putting this playlist together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think listening to all the album cuts, the ones that I knew already it was clear to me why those were the hits. Like, I think there's quite a bit of filler on these albums. Yes. And it could just be that this is, like, not really my genre. And I think, um, if you were a person listening to the radio in 1981, you know, it probably fit in a lot better then than for our ears in 2021. Sure. And, um... But yeah, I had, I had a good time. I think I always say that, but it's because I always do have a good time. Doing the show is fun. That's why we like to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, I think what I usually hope for is that something I find surprises me. And I was about to say that nothing about the cars really surprised me, but that's not true because I found out that they did All Mixed Up. And it's a really weird song. So that was definitely a double surprise even.
0: Right. Yeah, I w- I think that's
1: you, that's all, but I'm curious what you When you mentioned
0: about it. that earlier today, I'm like I've I've not listened I've listened to more Sun Kill Moon than I have Red House Painters. Um and I did not know that they did all mixed up. And I I will say this, I think I prefer Kozilek's vocals on the track. Yeah. Well, his too. arrangement too. And, and like I know Kozalek is not exactly the greatest of figures, but it's hard to argue with that man's voice. It's a he has a he has a beautiful voice. Um
1: He's so talented that makes it even more yeah. sickening that he is a sex predator in yeah. real life.
0: Yeah. Uh but so going th- like as I said, I really had only heard the cars on a compilation I have, and um, and when I still listen to like the radio, or if they come up on Spotify shuffles or daily for you playlists, or 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 the like, that it's usually presented to me. I usually don't actively seek the cars, but the things that I that I learned were that that all of their songs that I associate with the 80s actually came out in the 70s. So it was like a surprise hidden in plain sight that I just almost somehow uh, subliminally refused to look at. (laughs) Um, And I also realized that their first album is almost front to back gold, which is something really impressive because there there are a lot of bands who really try and put wall-to-wall hits on albums and so many of those cuts while they may stand alone better than they hang in a collective uh, that collective is really hard to do Uh, and the fact that the Cars just really just left the starting line like that in 1978 is... Really impressive, uh, and I and, and see it's funny. Like I didn't realize it was in 1978, and I even had the DLC for one of the Rock Band games that was the Cars' first album. So, oh, so fun! I, so, like, uh, uh, my ex-wife and friends of mine and I would spend time just playing these <laughs> songs just for fun, and uh, it yeah, it was this was really fun uh, in putting like a chronology to it and also the big surprise was move like this for me like I remember when pitchfork reviewed it I'm like yeah hey, I'll probably listen to that at some point it's been 10 years and I didn't really listen to it at, I do actually I did not listen to it till yesterday um, and I could not have been more surprised by how good move like this is uh, it while uh it's not as good of a comeback record as uh dinosaur Juniors or wires or um mission of Burma's first album after being away for a long time uh it was it's impressive nonetheless, and yeah, anytime <coughs> anybody comes back and the fact that they maintained like the same Displacement from the current timeline and just are just operating in their own real their own little world. I respect that a lot. Uh, so, so the the big the big takeaways are the Cars' first album really slaps, uh, and their final album is pretty good too. And they have a they have a yeah. lot of hits that will probably put a smile on most faces. I think
1: those are great takeaways. And
0: I think I could go on for a very long time, but I will be way more boring than following you down a rabbit hole. So, oh. <laughs> luckily, we don't have we one thing we don't have for episode 11 is the awkward conversation of us figuring out what we're going to do because we already know. We do already know that
1: we will be choosing Steely Dan songs yes. this is gonna be a challenge power pop to Yacht Rock
0: yeah like the Yachtiness of Yacht yeah. Rock
1: <laughs> yes arguably the trope namer for Yacht yeah. Rock
0: the, 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 you, you, you are you, they built the envelope so everyone can push upon it um, <laughs> So uh, so we're doing Steely Dan next I'm going to roll the dice what do you say yeah, I'm our ready. Our negative headspace is a two. That is depressed. And our positive headspace is a three. Two relaxed. That's like relaxed. Three episodes in a row, huh?
1: Yeah, well... Steely Dan and Yacht Rock in general have a whole relaxed vibe, so that I, I mean, think I'm we'll... not
0: questioning its appropriateness uh, at yeah. all, but uh, I'm starting to think my dice are loaded. No, um, <clears throat>
1: well, this is this is what always confuses people about true randomness is that it has lots of
2: streaks. Yes, it does.
0: Uh, and most things they think are truly random are actually just procedural. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely like, like true. Rolling one
0: dice, it's not random. You just have one of six options. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I should say one d six. Not <laughs> it's not like I'm out here rolling a d one hundred. Um. Okay, so we are do we are going from what was our negative headspace? I forgot already. It was a two. I remember the number.
1: Oh, it was, um, I think it was actually a
0: four and it is depressed, depressed to relaxed to relaxed with Steely Dan. Yeah. Uh, So before we get out of here, uh, Caroline, where can folks find you?
1: Well, I think the best place to find me is just through Trivial Merit. So you can find us at Trivial Merit on Twitter or email us at Trivial.merit at gmail.com. And from there, um, everywhere on the internet, my name is Ada Toriot. If you've seen it, you know how to spell it. Otherwise, just find me at Trivial Merit.
0: Or I like the game we came up with in the uh, in the ACDC episode where you should just like try and spell it yourself and at whoever that is. yeah guess the and spelling then, then Guess the tell spelling. us how many strikes you get if you get to the right person um, so you can find me Matthew at infinite underscore rewind everywhere I'd like to be uh, it's Twitter it's Instagram um, and of course uh, if you happen to follow along with any band or artist or style that we've ever done please feel free to send us your playlist at the email address and or yeah. the Twitter at that Caroline mentioned or send us pictures of your pet because I know that like Ooh, I, know, I know that like yes. I go through periods of burnout where I, and and pictures of pets pick me up. I know they will pick up Caroline in the darkest days.
1: I always ask for yeah. pictures of pets. That's like my I mean, go-to when I'm I'm homesick I'm, or I'm whatever. literally
0: waiting for the day. Where and, and this, I'm not like trying to ascribe anything onto you, Caroline, but I'm waiting for the day. Where, like, yeah, I'm in line at the grocery store. Pictures of pets, anyone? <laughs> I, could ju- I could just see that happening <laughs> from you, and I, and I that's one of my favorite things about you. I just want to see the pets, yes. Yes.
1: that's all. Yes, twitter.com, but it's only pets. Yes,
0: oh. <laughs> they would probably call it, they'd probably call it like twitter whisker or something like that <laughs> oh Twister. there we go that would be there cute okay okay i'm gonna oh. cut that out so we can copyright that and
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> TM, tm tm all the
0: way tm stands for trivial merit i just did that uh <laughs> oh it does That's <laughs> we are going true. to tra- we are going to trivial merit that um let's get out of here before we get too crazy Caroline Uh, we will yes we're getting silly we've done 10 episodes we will see you in two weeks for our 11th and Steely Dan same time same station yeah we did it yes we did